my good friend Dario Cummins. Uh, this is, you know, just an informal chat. He's into the whole millennial game. He has his website going. You know, he blogs too, talks about uh, digital marketing. Uh, you know, and I think he's an entrepreneur in himself. He does a lot of cool ventures. Um, he's also part of a lot of uh, communities and, and clubs and university. Very active dude. Good friend of mine. Uh, you know, since the university days, and so I thought we'd we'd catch up. Why not do it live stream on broadcast? We were using also Google Hangouts. First time I'm doing this. Honestly, I'm kind of nervous. Uh, and I will make a disclaimer. I have my cup here. You know, product placement 101. The problem is there's not even coffee in this. There's tea. So for all you haters, that's something to hate about, right? I don't have any product placement. I just have uh, Snapchat open. <laughs> yeah. uh, you might know me on that. <laughs> What's your uh, Snapchat, man? Hit him up. What's your Snapchat? Uh, actually can't share that on here. I got to make a new one. Uh, but, new? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to make a new one, actually. Uh, and it'll just be my name. First name, last name. So. First name, last name. All right. Be on the lookout, people. Dario Cummins. Yeah. The big man coming up. I like it, man. So tell me, what do you, what do you know? What have you been up to? Up, you know, uh, like blogging. I get well, like in in like what, like time frame, like last year, like last, like. Yeah, time? give me a rundown. Like last year, twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen. What's been going on? Twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen. Uh, twenty fifteen. Uh, was living abroad. Okay. Uh, got back uh, in June. I was living in Thailand, which was really fun. If you do an exchange, do it in Thailand, or because everywhere else you're missing out on having fun. Um. <laughs> After that, I uh, got back, uh, spent the summer working and then kind of visiting a lot of different North American cities, uh, which was, it was a cool summer. Uh, winter winter was winter, I mean, in Canada. So, I mean, yeah. it's what you expect. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was interesting. Um, and then did a big Euro trip uh, this, uh, this summer and now working uh, in Canada right now. So Sweet, man. That's, when you were in Europe, where did you go? Um, I did. This list is actually really hard to like run down. But uh, we visited or stepped in uh, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, Poland, Austria, Czech Republic, um, Hungary, Greece, Spain, and Switzerland. I don't know if I missed one, but this should be about 10. Sweet, man. That's a lot yeah. of countries. And so yeah. you know, what's the biggest benefit for you to travel? We want you know, talk about travel. that. Um, I think it's just the exposure to like, I mean, different cultures, different, um, like, like I, it's, it's, it's cool to kind of be brushed up against all these different cultures. I really like languages. I'm very into languages. So kind of hearing like the different languages and the different mixes of people is very interesting to me. Um, it, it kind of opens you up. Like I find, um, it's easier people who I meet abroad and people who I know here who travel a lot. You can be like, let's go grab this weird food. And they'll be like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds awesome. It's a great idea. Um, Compared compared to like I'm not saying other people you know who don't really travel wouldn't do that but like it's it's different it's a different feeling right you're more adventurous and I also think you know yeah. from from a cultural point like we're in business right yeah so for us it helps the fact that you can you know you can understand emotionally like the emotional intelligence we talk about you can connect with a lot of people from from different backgrounds religions you know countries and you're more open to people when you talk to them it's not like you know you're ecocentric and and all you know is is where you're from. And although yeah. that's cool to have that patriotism, it's also nice, as you said, to you know to broaden it a bit, meet different people. Because, man, there's a lot of things we haven't seen out there. Whether it's the dances, the food, the music, you know, the things they do, it's it's crazy how different some countries are from each other. Yeah, I, I mean, I, definitely one of my favorite things is the food. As soon as I land, you gotta get you gotta get some. <laughs> amazing food you got to find the local food you got to find a friend who can order in like the local language because then they'll get like that low-key menu stuff yeah like, that that off like uh i don't know like you got to find like you ask them like what's this country's meal like they always have like you'll go to like any restaurant they'll have like oh we have this special meal that tourists might like but like you ask them for like what do you what would you eat and they always like they're really nice about it it's really cool yeah it's yeah. almost like the street food right like if, if you go to a country and and all you eat is, I guess, McDonald's. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a culprit of this sometimes. It's like, you know, if you're on a budget, obviously it helps just to, you know, when you're on the go to, you know, just sneak a little McDonald's here and there when you're traveling. But obviously, you know, you want to get a taste of, of what, what it is like to, to eat there. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Are you planning to try? I know you, before we started this, you were saying you wanted to go skydiving. Mom, yeah. In, in yeah. Dubai. Tell me about that. I'm going. I'm going in Ottawa uh, this Saturday, uh, okay. so it's going to be really cool. Finally, skydiving. Um, and then I, I like. I want to go to Dubai, and like, it's a potential within the year. 
um, okay. of like of happening. So like, I, and if it doesn't happen in the year, like I want to make it happen within two years, kind of thing. Um, and that, and then that'll be that'll be just fun to do. And I was looking into skydiving uh, in Dubai over like uh, the islands, you know, where they have like the flower kind of looking shaped islands. Right. Uh, but it's like eight hundred Canadian, so it's something you really got to think about before you do it. Yeah. It's, it's very cheap to do it here, but over there, like. Uh, it's <laughs> but I, I am planning um a skydiving trip with friends for next april okay that's like what we're aiming at right now okay. uh, for austria so that's gonna be really fun wow so you're planning to do that's not just like a one-time thing for you it's, yeah oh no i want to be sky like i want skydiving to be like my weird hobby like <laughs> like some people <laughs> collect, you, uh, yeah <laughs> just jump out of planes man. That's, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's my thing that's like that's my aim like a lot of people have like i don't know like fishing or something like i like fishing but like uh but like skydiving is like, like wow like you're a weird dude like yeah. that's your hobby yeah like, I, I think that'd be a cool hobby no it definitely is and I, you know the reason by the way it's expect it's, it's you know it's expensive in dubai is that uh you're not i mean when you jump from the plane right you have obviously the instructor if it's a tandem jump so you're jumping with someone's you know strapped to your back yeah uh, but you also have a separate person jumping with you and he's filming or he or she is filming it the entire time so they have a, a dslr a gopro on the chest and i think on the head too yeah whereas here it's only your your instructor who's strapped to your back and they have the gopro and so and they have like the wrist cameras here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So your production can... there is much better i mean i have my video oh. if you've uh, seen it like it, it's it's pretty cool and they package it edit it fully put music oh you skydove in in dubai yeah man Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I you didn't imagine that. <laughs> How is it? It's it was amazing, man. So yeah. I have a I have a YouTube video and, and even a like I wrote a little blog post on it. Yeah, but it was such a cool experience. Like, uh, well, first of all, obviously, as you said, the venue, unbeatable. Like the yeah. palms, what you see from when you're coming down. But for me, it was very impulsive. So I was in Dubai for for a cousin's wedding, right? Uh, and you know, the, I think that, that two days before the wedding. I'm sitting in the living room and I'm, you know, I, I feel this urge for adrenaline. And usually I scuba dive, so I have my certificates. And I'm like, should I go? And I ask my dad. And usually, you know, fat parents will, will be defensive against these things. They wouldn't tell yeah. you, you know, the first thing, would, oh, yeah, sure, jump from a plane, especially not from my mom or my dad. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, you know, you already went sky, I mean, scuba diving. Try something new. And as soon as my mom gave me the green light, legit opened the site, paid, registered. And then as soon as I paid, I'm like, all right, uh, I don't know what I just did. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That was, you know, pretty impulsive. Yeah. hundred bucks down the drain. Not just from, I mean, from a finance point, but also from like a, what the hell did I just do? Sort of. Yeah. Thing. There's no turning back now. Nothing. And in my head, I'm like, dude, I don't even like, do you have to prepare for this? Is there yeah. like training courses? I don't, I don't, I've never done this before. Right. Yeah. So I just went the next day. So this was a day before, right? The night before I wake up. Very impulsive. Dinner, just do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's how you gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the more you think of it, the more uh, yeah, less likely you'll do it. I think. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster when you're like kind of if you're iffy about it, as you walk up and think more about it, you might not do it. You gotta just do it. Just do it. Man. Yeah. It's fun. Like it was amazing. As soon as I, I think here's the thing. I was I was honestly really calm the entire time. I'm like, I got this. You know, inspire. You know, mo I'm motivating myself. This is gonna be a great story to tell friends and you know family. And I'm getting on the plane, still pumped. And what happened was I was the last one to get on the plane. What I didn't know, though, is as soon as I got on the plane, last one, right, I'm right in front of the door. So now my, my, my head's calculating. And they're like, okay, so you're probably going to be the first one to get out. Yeah. This is where I start panicking, right? And I look at my trainer. Dude, no joke. You know, female, but she's like five foot two. <laughs> you're very experienced. You know, very, I mean, I was very comfortable, but just like, she Tiny. comes about like, yeah, like, wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a 200 pound Lebanese guy, you know, I mean, yeah. my beard scares, scares people enough. So, yeah. you know, she straps me on. She's like, all right, sit on my lap. I'm like, all right, you know, let's, yeah. why not? Yeah. So I sit on her lap. She's like, all right, have you guy, uh, start walking towards the, uh, the door. So I'm like, Oh God, you know, here we go. Like you're asking me to walk to the door. That's not cool. Yeah. So I walk to the ledge. She said, I'm going to count, I'm going to count three. Like I'm going to sway you one, two, and then I'm just going to push you and you're going to go. She's telling me this. The door is open. We're 14,000 feet above, above ground. Yeah. I'm looking down. I'm like, what are you? I can't even hear you right now. Like, what are you saying? Just let's just jump. Let's go. I'm, I'm here. Let's do it. Yeah. And finally, man, she just pushed me. And it, even in the video, you see, as soon as I jumped, I, you know, I'm expecting emotionally that this will be like a, you know, when you go down in a roller coaster, mm -hmm. you know, that like feeling where your intestines just feel like they're that's about what to I'm, That's what I'm assuming is going to happen. <laughs> it's not like that, though, man. Oh. That's what's funny is like I was so scared that I was going to feel this way. So I was like clinching 
And as soon as I'm like, you can even tell, I'm like, oh, okay. And I let it go and I'm like, doing my thing. I'm even doing this that I do my videos like in the air. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was yeah. fun, man. Fun experience. What, what's the feeling? Like, is there just, is it just like falling? Like, do you have like that adrenaline? Like what, what's going on? Yeah, it's, it's almost like you're vibrating, honestly. It's like, there's a lot of pressure, obviously, from the wind. And yeah. so even though you wear, you know, goggles, I guess, but you, you just feel pressure and you're like sort of floating. You don't it's feel, here. you don't yeah. feel free fall at all. Yeah. And even though it's like 40 seconds, you don't feel it. Yeah. Um, you know, the scarier part was when, when they pull the parachute and because you're sitting on a, on literally a strap, right? Yeah. And at this point, because they want to make your experience comfortable, I see her trying to like loosen the knots and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's <laughs> like, no, no, I, I want you to be comfortable. I'm like, I'm comfortable. Just leave them. As tight as <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm comfortable alive. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Like right now, I'm happy. Just leave it. Yeah, yeah so it makes sense. You're gonna have an awesome time, man. I'm so stoked. I'm like very, very. <laughs> I just like anything that's like like crazy, like adrenaline, like except for for me, bungee jumping for some like weird reason. I just don't like it. But otherwise, like anything else is like pretty cool. Do you feel like people in their twenties, you know, are more adventurous? Like, are we risk takers in general, or? Um... I, I would say I would I would say no to be honest. I mean, I would say the most risky people are like uh, people in their like forties who like lost it all. Like that guy who like gets divorced and loses his job. It's like, what does he have to lose? Like, why not do something crazy? Or like the guy who's like fifty and has like stomach cancer and like is like, okay, I'll just go see the world. Like in in your twenties, it's like we're so concerned about I don't know, like finding a norm, you know. So it's right. like, and it's like, yeah, it weighs in your mind like every day, but like it's also like you got to just break out of that, I guess. I don't know. I'd, I'd say 20 is like, it's, I would say 18, you're more adventurous than when you're like 22 in a way. Very true. Yeah. Because in grade 12, it's sort of this feeling, you know, as you said, when you're, when you're 18 or even in high school, I would say like 16 to, to 18 is when you're, you know, you're more adventurous because again, you don't have that much more to think about. I mean, if you're doing well in school, presumably, and you know, you've already applied to university and stuff. Yeah. You're good. Like, you're still in that studying realm. You're going to school, right? Yeah. Like, going, yeah. You know, like, you don't know what it's going to be like, but you're going to be going back into something kind of structured. Whereas, yeah, like, familiar, right? work, work is definitely structured, but, like, university's, like, it's like, oh, you know what? Like, why not just skip this class because I'm tired? Like, you can't do that with work. <laughs> like, it's like, I'd say there's more risk-taking. Like, you could fail that. Like, that class could be, like, a super important class, and then you fail that midterm. Mm -hmm which like screws you over for like any other thing. Right. So like that's a huge risk kind of thing. So like, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, and you're more willing to do it in university or like in high school than you are like when you're older. It's true. And you know, it's, it's like what you said. I mean, we went to Ottawa U, right? So it was right in the heart of downtown. You know, if you want to skip a class, not, I mean, I'm not advising that right now, yeah. but you know, say you, you know, you're, you're a little late to, to class, you're at the Rito center, you know, you're walking downtown. It's nice weather. There's no, there's no consequences really. I mean, you know, obviously, it's not the best choice, but, you know, when you're at work, you can't really just dip. You can't wake up really late and just go to work. I mean, hold on. Hold on one sec. I got to I gotta answer this. Take it, man. It's all good. I'll get back. I'll get back. All right. So we're still live. Um, Dario had to leave for a second. So I guess we'll just chat. Yeah, this is just an informal for, for those of you wondering, um, you know, because most of my my podcasts have been geared towards, you know, people who are who are more, I guess, mature in their industries or successful in what they're doing. And But I also thought, it, you know, it's very valuable to just chat with friends, you know, more um, informal, you know, catch up, talk to people and in the same age group, see what's up, see what they're doing, because that's also very valuable, you know. You get to learn from from those who are older in terms of their experience, but I also think if you talk to people, you know, who are in their twenties, mid twenties, thirties, they're more also connected, you know, from tech, the technology side, from just what's going on, you know, like Pokemon Go, for example. It's kind of it's not, you know, it's not something I would want to talk you know, with like a, a six year old person with. So so there's there's ups and downs to both, and I think I just want to, you know, group both categories, and I'm going to start doing more of those. So. Yeah, it's, it's just, I'm excited about it. I have a lot of great speakers, by the way, really great speakers. It's a good time to say this. August 15, I'm going to speak with Mark Bowden. He is the number one nonverbal uh, communication expert. He actually advised uh, our prime minister, Stephen Harper, during his uh, uh, time here as, uh, in office. And, you know, just a great dude, over, over a million views on, on TEDx, you know, very, very 
knowledgeable in that area, even for us, you know, business people, right? Your posture, how, how you use your, your hands during presentations. Um, all these things are, are very valuable. He even has three books out. One was a, a big, big time in, in, you know, in, in terms of, of sales. So I'm very excited. I also have two uh, actors coming up. So uh, sort of like, you know, they do a little stand-up comedy, but they're also really great actors here in Toronto. They've been doing really well. So excited. We have Dario back. Yeah, Dario sorry. <laughs> I was, uh, my salmon was burning. So. Oh, it's all good. You have it yeah. ready? Yeah, my salmon is ready for me to eat. Sorry about that. Show your salmon, man. Show, yeah. show people what millennials. It's, it's upstairs. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I'm on my laptop. I don't feel like carrying it up. But I mean, I, I'll send a picture on Snapchat or something. Yeah, snap yeah. it up. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, salmon is also a good food to eat. <laughs> yeah, I'm good omega sixes yeah. and threes. Yeah, but bad, good bad, bad when it's burnt. True. Yeah. True. So what, what did I miss? No, I was just filling up, uh, filling people, you know, in on, on I guess where I'm, I'm taking this podcast uh, yeah. because before it was obviously with, I mean, I did two so far and they've been with, um, you know, different people, I guess, more mature in their industries and stuff. But I want to have more informal chats as well with mm-hmm. friends, just like we're having right now. Just a cool talk, you know, it doesn't have to be scripted, no suits, you know, we're relaxed. Uh, I still, still the same title, same purpose. I think I, I, a lot of people can learn from, from our talk today uh, because, you know, millennials are just more connected usually whether it's technology, what's happening with, with apps like Snapchat, Pokemon Go. So there's a lot of things we can discuss, we can benefit from. Um, I was telling people that August 15, I have a really cool speaker coming up. His name is uh, Mark Bowden. Mm-hmm. Really cool dude. Uh, he's, he's like a nonverbal expert, number one in the world, ranked by The Economist. That's cool. Yeah. Isn't most, like, isn't like what, 90% of communication is like nonverbal? nonverbal. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like, I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah. So just gave it a little update while you were gone, man. But uh, what were we talking? We were talking about um, well, we finished, I guess, skydiving. We talked yeah. about traveling. Yeah. I want to ask you something too. Uh, so you know, for someone watching this right now, they're thinking, you know, I have a lot of cool things I can, a lot of cool content I can put up on Instagram, on Snapchat, creating a site. We both have blog posts. Um, what's something that you would advise someone on that? You know, say like I'm a foodie and I want to start an Instagram channel. How yeah. do you create that cadence, uh, how, that pickup, that exposure? What's what's the way to go in digital marketing? Uh, well, I mean, I say if you're targeting Instagram, probably passion, which is like corny. But um, it's, uh, this guy at school, Adam uh, Adam Young, he's he like loves coffee shops, right? Right. And so he just started taking pictures at coffee shops, and now like I think it's like blowing up like his Instagram, and it's like pretty insane. Like it's just like why not do something you're into, and then boom, and then people are like, oh, I'm into this too, and then they kind of get that like connection, right. and it and it starts growing. And then this this uh, I saw this other guy from Ottawa. He he started doing like poetry. Um, and, and he's at like 26,000 followers on Instagram now, like insane. Uh, and so like where he, he just kind of like started sharing that and then collaborating collaborations like huge by the way. And then like that kind of built his platform. So like, I mean, collaboration obviously. And then, and then if you're for digital marketing, obviously channels, you want to get it like everything on different channels, people to see something specific to that channel just so that you can bring them back to your site. So true. Actually, I'm going to show people a book. Just one sec. Stay with me on this topic. And I want to continue what we've been talking about. Just bear with me one sec. Okay. This is going to be an exciting book. So I hope you enjoy this book. All right. Sorry for that. Right here. Don't worry. I filled them in on the book. (laughs) All right. So it's called Originals. Uh, by Adam Grant, really, really cool book talking about just how to be, you know, how to be a non-conformist uh, in, in a world that's moving towards different things. There's always pickup of new technologies. And as we're talking about, you know, you said, uh, you know, collaboration. I think collaboration is huge, especially if you want to get that cadence, right? That audience, mm-hmm. uh, like we've been doing, you know, you asked me on your blog, on, on your site, told me, George, write a blog post, of, you know, regarding millennials, how, how to motivate millennials. Um, and I think, when you have that, that collaboration with other people, especially those who have more exposure than you, it really helps in the start. So, originals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it also helps them, like, other people, they would, with more exposure, they're kind of like, oh, this is something kind of interesting. Like, I want to read more about this. And then you'd be kind of, kind of like, like, vice versa. You're like, I really like your content. So it's like, it's like a, it's like a knowledge exchange, even, in a way, where it's like, I know this thing, and you know that, and boom, like, get together kind of thing. 
Exactly. Yeah. I also think it's important, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's important to first define what the hell it is you're doing, you know, who your audience is, uh, but what you're also good at. Like, you know, what, what you, what, like, you have to ask yourself, what can I offer that others aren't? And what can I offer that people give a crap enough about that they can invest time to watch or flip through Instagram, whatever, or read an article that you write? So you really have to define this before you even get started. I think a lot of people now are just jumping shit you know, saying, oh, perfect, you know, this seems cool, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur seems cool, or, or writing a blog post seems cool, but then you go to write, and a lot of people are struggling because they don't know what to write about, and that's, yeah. it's not well-defined. Yeah, I guess I, I would say, like, the easiest articles to write are articles where it's like, I need to get this out here, I need people to know this, I need this, like, I just need to say this, like, that, those are the easiest things to say, I, I think, like, it's definitely tougher to write an article. I couldn't write an article about, like, geothermal energy because i mean <laughs> it's cool but like i don't really know much about it i'm not an expert and i'm not passionate about it but like i could go like write about travel just because like it's like the norm like it's fun kind of thing so like right. and you but, do it. And yeah so you gotta you gotta you gotta definitely be very into what you're writing you gotta know what you're writing you gotta be and you gotta be specific very specific right. with what you're writing it's true because once you understand you i think here are the steps right like understanding your audience Mm -hmm. uh, understanding yourself too. I mean, those yeah. are interchangeable. Uh, understanding where you can add value, uh, yeah. and then captivating your audience too. Because look, the, and and you know, Gary Vaynerchuk. A lot of people you know this. You know, you've watched him on YouTube. Um, you know, he always says the there's no emotions in the market, right? So if you put out something people don't give a crap about, then it's just not it's not useful in terms of what people uh, are expecting or what people want to listen to or read. So. You can you can be you know you you can be great and, and mean very well and and put a lot of time effort and energy into what you're doing, but if it's not geared to what your audience wants, unfortunately, it's just not going to get the viewership, right? Yeah, Gary Gary Vaynerchuk's like kind of he's kind of an interesting internet phenomenon because uh, he's like this like really inspirational like forward about being inspirational dude. Um, who like he's like there's a lot of these guys that like pop up on the internet uh like from before um they would they would all fall as like they were like uh, affiliate marketers or something right like they all had like kind of like this story but it was like a fake story um and then internet would poke holes through it like um i can't remember his name but this other guy he's just, all he does is affiliate marketing and then he makes you like pay like two dollars or thirty dollars to like teach to learn his ways whereas gary's just like was it ty lopez uh, yeah, yeah, Ty Lopez. Yeah, <laughs> Gary. There's no like, there's no BS, right? Like, it's like yeah. this is what it is. This is what you get. I'm not gonna charge you anything. Like, I haven't seen anybody poke holes in anything Gary says yet, right? Like, yeah. he's just and he goes on TV now. Like, he just le legit just started saying like this. This is this is what it is. Like, it's black and white. And you do it. Like, you know, like that. And it's interesting. I just find that interesting. In like the internet, usually brings people down, but like yeah. they propped him up really well, and he's like fine. And there's still like maybe something will happen. I don't think anything will happen, but like who knows? Like it's pretty crazy. He's, he's like an interesting, I just find that interesting. Dude, there's something too to, to, to say about this, right? Because if you look at Gary, I mean, and he comments on this too, uh, you know, when he's speaking, as you said, he's really, he's just a real person, very informal talk straight from the heart. Uh, but when he does, he also swears a lot. Mm. And so not, not everybody's really comfortable with that. You know, a lot of people will judge as soon as they see that. He also made a really cool comment where he's like, you know, if you have a video out, right? Say you, you, you talk about something and someone who's never heard, heard of you ever before watches the video, but they, they catch like a 30-second segment. And within that period, that's where they make a judgment. So And, and that could be like a, a talk show where you say something stupid, for example, or you swear, or you say something that people don't really vibe with. Then just from that 30 seconds, people are like, no, I hate this guy. Peace out. I don't like you. I'm not going to give you a chance. And so, you know, and this, we were talking about this before, before we even started this broadcast, you know, I asked you how, how it, because it's very tough to balance this, right? You work, say full time, but just like me, you know, I do this, these podcasts or, or I blog. It's very difficult to be free in a, in a way, you know, with what you say, with how informal you can be. And I'm sort of, you know, slowly getting comfortable, but, you know, do you have any comments around that? Like, how do you, how do you just balance both? balance both like blogging and or i mean i mean it's it's more like the way you say it right the way you write the way the way you can speak in a video yeah or what you snapchat like how informal or or free can you be 
oh. on the side of work because at work you also have a reputation to uphold. You have credibility and you're just another, I don't say another person, you know, same person in terms of character, but yeah. they're just two different things. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I haven't, I don't, the balance right now for me is, is easy, I guess, because like I, my job is like I, I write about my job sometimes. Like it's it, like it is what I wanted to do, so it's kind of interesting. Like in in what I'm doing right now. Um, so like this, like I mean, I, I do I do believe in like work is in between these hours, and then you go home because like there's so much more to like like you gotta like be healthy, you gotta get sleep. Like you can't just like work twenty four seven. But like I like I think like right now like just kind of flows into like life. Like it's just. Like, like level to level to level kind of thing so i mean i mean balance wise like you gotta i mean i don't know it, that's that's a tough question i'm not i'm not struggling to like keep them apart like in a different i guess in the past like i mean in, in other jobs like to keep that balance like yeah you had to be really strict on like this is work time this is not work time like this is what this is what i'm passionate about this is like work like so i guess like i i don't know that's what i would say i'm sorry i don't really have an answer for that it's yeah, it's kind of tough. I mean, yeah. the way I've been sort of balancing both is, you know, obviously just personally as a personal choice, regardless of what I'm doing at work, I just wanted to share stuff that, you know, is real. It's something I've experienced and, mm-hmm. you know, isn't something that's fabricated either. Mm-hmm. And I think as you, you have, I mean, you, you, you said you've, you've written about work or your experience. Mm-hmm. I've done that too, you know, on LinkedIn. I think that's a great, yeah, uh, it's a great tool. And a lot of people just see it as a marketing tool. Like yeah. everybody tells me, oh, how's your branding going? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, it's, I'm not just brand. I, I, I don't understand what that means even. It's yeah. like, well, how's your branding business? I'm like, I don't have a business. I'm, first of all, I'm not profitable. So it's not, I mean, it's not like I have a branding business and I'm making money off of it. Uh, branding is something everybody has to do, has to deal with as soon as you step outside your door. Yeah. It's who you are. I mean, it's like inter- interchangeable with your persona. Uh, but in terms of balance, the best way to keep it is, is actually just, being who you are, you know, because if you actually are yourself and it's your passion, say, to blog, then somehow, just the way the world works, man, the alchemist, Paulo Coelho talks about this, it's going to yeah. come find you even at work. Yeah. And oddly enough, honestly, this, this rotation, so I'm in a rotational program. Yeah. Rotation, dude, I've, I'm going around the company and, and not, it's not like a podcast, but essentially it's talking with executives about change and yeah. how we're using technology to change our company. So it's a side thing. Obviously, it's not the main part, but yeah. You can see how you know, even doing stuff outside of work has eventually led the energy towards that, and I I love it, you know. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. I mean, it, it's it's interesting when it's like a your like side thing and something like you really like. Um, for me, for me, um, the last thing I wrote about travel actually uh, was like not meant to be inspirational. It was it was actually <laughs> meant to be. It was more. It was like it was it was a. It was more of like a, like a get off my back kind of thing. Like it was, it was actually a weird, a weird thing that came up. But um, like I had um, like people always ask, like people always ask, like how are you traveling? How are you traveling? And like family was asking. And then uh, when I was visiting my friend in Barcelona, Danielle, uh, she was telling me like someone keeps messaging her. People keep messaging her about that. And I was like, oh, you get that too. Like, and so then that was really like our way of saying like, look, just this is for you. Like figure this out and this is how we do it and we're not like selling our blood to travel like it's not sketchy like this is just normal like this is how we do it kind of thing so it was like that was more born out of like i guess like passion yeah but like it was born out of like here's the keys like here you do it do it like yeah. kind of thing yeah so yeah. that was like that, that so i mean yeah i mean it, it it's it's an interesting side thing like having a side hustle or having a side thing but like I, th- I think there's just always like a reason, you know, there's always like a reason for something like there's always a reason that you do something, Yeah. I mean, whether you know it or not. I mean, I see, I get asked this all the time and that's why I keep, I, I always bring this up in a lot of the things I do because I feel like if I just answer it, people won't have to, you know, question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not like I'm, I'm uncomfortable with it. It's just that I want people to understand clearly why it is I do it because it's already difficult and I'm, I'm young enough and I'm doing something that, you know, not everybody feels you're credible for. Mm. Uh, so you know that's one of the difficult things is is even if you have a side hustle, you know not everybody thinks you're warranted for it, you know or you know now that I'm doing like you know motivational videos or I blog, if I go partying, someone's like, oh well, you know why are you partying, George? You're talking about motivation. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, dude, I'm also 22 and I'm a human. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> like, yeah, like I'm normal. Yeah. Like, 
when did you when did you decide to like do this you know to begin doing that i remember your first post uh i think it was like on linkedin uh but like when is it what was like the click moment yeah so you know for me uh again now that was the first thing right so on link that's when i first leveraged it i wrote the article on linkedin uh, i wrote about my experience in university and i, I honestly i was very detailed I could have been more, but I just didn't want it to get boring. Mm -hmm. So I talked about year by year, every single thing I did, everything I thought, uh, what led me to where I am. Not, not to say like I'm the successful guy. No, just in general, like what I, what I did every year mm -hmm. with my own struggles and how I, how I succeeded, even though I had a lot of weaknesses and I almost failed a couple of courses. And so I just wanted to connect with people and to give people um, just a look at you know, how, how a student did it, you know, because a lot of people don't have mentors and stuff. So that's what started it. When, when I saw how many people viewed it, liked it, commented, and they said thanks, you know, this was inspirational, it really just it clicked with me. You know, I really liked that. Um, I've always been a people's person. I've always wanted to connect with people. You know, I love making people laugh. Uh, so I've actually tried even to do a little stand-up, uh, still pursuing it really as a, as a side <laughs> thing. Awesome, yeah. You know, it's just, it's, I just, I like connecting with people, man. I like sharing. That's, it's something I love to do. It gives me a lot of energy. I love when someone comes to me and says, hey, George, you know, you, whatever, your, your video, even though it's five minutes, it did something for me. That's big, man, because, uh, you know, aside from work, it gives you a big purpose, you know? So mm -hmm. uh, I try my best, you know, I don't know how, how far I'm going to go with it, if I'm going to do stuff different, but I'm always going to share. That's just how I am. I share my experiences. I'm like that, man. I like connecting with people and making sure that I can give back in any way I can. Mm -hmm. I think sharing is like... Um in it, in itself like a form of collaboration even because when you do it and you're like fearless and then you do something like crazy and then you share it more people that you know might start doing that you know like exactly. then it becomes easier because you've kind of like you're the first one to step in now everyone else is going to jump in the pool of like that like whatever it is you know kind of thing exactly and i share i mean I, we just talked about this and i shared my friend mo's story right yeah i mean he just a fantastic story you know he shared he, he did a little video talking about how you know, he, he had some, some goals in mind. One was, you know, just to become healthier. Yeah, he lost a ton of weight. A ton of weight, man. Yeah. You know, and, he, and, and finally, he had to lose the weight to go skydiving. And I, that was one of his biggest dreams. When he did that, man, I'm like, damn, that gave me goosebumps, you know? Mm -hmm. And just by sharing it, I'm like, thanks, man. But I wanted to share it on my page. And it's just, it, it's creating that community where you have like-minded people. And if you do that, why not? Like, I mean, I don't understand. People don't give, don't give shit to, like, you know, Kim Kardashian for posting an aimless selfie. You know, but when someone, and not, not that I'm, whatever, everybody likes Kim K, but, yeah. you know, I mean, doing something that actually benefits your friends and family, then people will start, like, questioning and, like, you know, they're curious about it. Like, why are you doing it? And there's, like, they think there's, like, an ulterior motive. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's being patient with it, man. And, and eventually, hopefully, people will see that you're genuine. Yeah. That's it, you know. Yeah, everyone always thinks it's like an ulterior. But I mean, I mean, I'm guilty of always like questioning if somebody has an ulterior motive. You know, like we're all, we're we're like I think maybe it's like a North American thing, but we're like our standard setting is skeptical until you can like prove yourself, kind of thing. Definitely, man, and that's what drives me too. Yeah. I don't mind, you know. And I think this is a good advice for anybody starting something. You know, when you start Instagram page, a site, don't expect everybody just to say, "Oh, I love it, continue, I support you." It's not like that. You know, you're going to have a lot of people, even now, a lot of friends are like, dude, I respect what, what you're doing. It's just not for me. Cool. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not like, you're not offending me. I, I'm just, I'm doing this. In for, there's four viewers right now, man. Yeah. I can, I mean, that, that's awesome to me. Hi, four viewers. How's it going? You know, it's like, <laughs> I love it. If yeah. four people are investing time to watch us speak, man, that's huge to me. So 44, 4 million. I mean, for me, it's, it's more the impact that you have out of 40 million people. You know, if 40 million people saw it and there was no impact, really, there was no benefit from, from what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Four people saw this and right after we're done speaking, someone goes and starts a blog post or site and it takes off. That's huge. That's the point of this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, anybody could watch this and like, he'd be like, okay, that's cool. Like, cool thing I want to do. Someone, someone, Jack just, Jack Zhao's watching this and he just messed <laughs> What's um, up, Jack? My boy Jack's out from Ottawa. Cool dude, man. We were always in, in university together, so shout out to you, Jack. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, anybody can take anything away. This this seems more like a fun. Uh, it feels like an actual coffee talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I like this more. I'm so like, yeah. I'm relaxed, man. You know, it's like it's a good, it's a good feel. Yeah, I want to start doing this more with with you good should. friends. Man. You should, yeah, you should start like uh, even you can probably like 
message someone like in like a weird like her cool situation right and be like yo like give me 10 minutes uh what, what's going on kind of thing like i don't know who's, do, who's doing something interesting right now uh but like anyone really and just yeah. like you should interview tyson tyson rig tyson rig man i was yeah. with him uh tyson i hope i mean i don't know if he's watching this now but when yeah. you do, uh shout out to my, my friend tyson man like a brother to me uh we were actually together I think it was last week. No, actually, this week. Earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, we just went for a walk, man. Really, really cool dude. Yeah. Know, good-hearted person. So, uh, and he brings other things to the table, right? Like the yeah. more spiritual aspect. Other things, you know, I can learn from as well. Um, he's very dedicated, you know. So he has he's a lot a of traits. Cra- crazy hard worker. Yeah. Very hard worker. Busting the grind, man. Hustler. Yeah. yeah. You know? And he has a really cool story in university too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that struggle type of you know work your way up yeah and just amazing story in university man yeah so that's he, a good should, he should definitely write a blog post about it i wonder why he hasn't yet i know i know yeah. i'm trying to push him to do it man like share more you know you got a lot of good stuff in you bro yeah so yeah do you you know do you ever think of starting a youtube channel or um like a dedicated youtube channel for like for like blogging or anything anything yeah i mean i think you do more of like a comedic thing i see yeah. on snapchat man like you know, it's like you have this like meme type of feel <laughs> yeah yeah no those okay. captions i've been getting i've been getting in trouble a lot for that recently that's yeah. why i gotta, gotta shut it down but uh um no i mean i i do i did um i do a lot of like travel i used to do travel montages and stuff like that but i haven't really like i was super lazy in europe i didn't do uh that one we did a last year we did a mockumentary which was really really fun mockumentary was, what's that yeah. It's like a, it was like a joke documentary, so like a mock mockumentary. Where, so we had us like filmed like uh like you're like on real world or something, and you have like the name and like where you're from, and then like we would like have captions and then speak like um. There's like re- I would have like really funny scenes set up and filming film scenes of us like traveling or going out like in the night. Um, there there's one scene um where like my friends are from Sweden and so like they they're like giving a speech whatever, and right. so I'm in like one scene I'm like just say anything random in Sweden. <laughs> and then I'm going to caption it with like random words. And so like the words like captioned in that one, I don't think anybody knows yet, but the words captioned are like nothing what they're saying. But yeah. like, I, like they're not even saying like remotely like what's captioned, but it's just like jokes, like kind of things. So, like just videos like that are fun. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. That's, it's about getting creative too, right? Like mm-hmm. I see people on Snapchat, man, really creative content on Instagram even. I mean, they're a bit different too. I mean, I think everybody saw over the weekend you know, Instagram is getting into Snapchat. You know, I hate, it. I hate it, but it's like it's happening. <laughs> but it's good though. I, yeah, like, I hate it, but honestly, it's working. It's yeah, working. I mean, it's good. It's good for content, and like, uh, I think I just hate that they copied Snapchat, but like, yeah. it makes sense, I guess. Like, right. it's gonna, it's not gonna fail. So, like, no, I just hope Snapchat doesn't fail. Like, mine. Is like Instagram can copy Snapchat. I don't think Snapchat can copy Instagram. That's not the, the that's not the point of, of Snapchat at all. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think Snapchat wants to copy Instagram. But I mean, they kind of, they kind of did in the fact that you can share um, like old pictures, right, in your story. Yeah, even that's, the chat. The yeah, chat it's, uh, it's basically like a twenty four hour yeah the chat feature twenty four hour Instagram. But I mean, Snapchat like you can call people now and stuff. I don't think anybody uses it, but like there, there's a lot more functionality. I just think Snapchat like video technology wise, I mean, obviously the pictures don't look as good as Instagram, yeah. but uh, like. They're, they have some really cool, like, virtual reality, like, augmented reality, I mean, like, yeah, yeah so, like, they're, like, interesting, they they could, they have their own angle that they can head off, and I'm not nervous about Snapchat dying, it's not like Vine, that was one-dimensional, yeah. but, like, uh, like, still, I mean, the story is kind of, it's kind of weird, but whatever, I guess, teach their own, or to steal from others. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the, the lifespan of, of both, I think. I think for now, honestly, as you said, they just have different different uses, right? I mean, it's not really overlapping. Snapchat is more, you know, I mean, hey, guys, we're, you know, Dario and I are, are speaking. So people get like a, a true feeling of, of what we're, we're going through, of what I'm yeah. feeling. Whereas yeah. Instagram, it's fabricated. I take a selfie and I Photoshop the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram, yeah. Instagram is like, a, it's like a show kind of thing, whereas like... Yeah. Snapchat, Snapchat's like in the moment, but you can definitely play up Snapchat. Like I saw, I've seen like a, a meme where like this guy's like he's like sitting on a couch with like an Xbox controller, and he's like, uh, and he's like people be Snapchatting like, and he gets up and like has music, disco music like, <laughs> in the same room, Snapchats it like it's lit, fam, and then like turns it off and like is back like just like hanging out like a potato on the couch, like which is like funny. It's definitely there's definitely some scenes like that like that happen, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I mean. 
even uh, by the way, this is okay. It's a really cool app. It's still, I don't think actually you can download it in the, in the uh, app store or I think the Android too has Pokemon it. Go. No, no, no. So oh, we can yeah. talk about that in a sec. But just because it's on the topic of Snapchat and Instagram, yeah. there's an app called Beam. If you know Casey Neistat, I feel like I've heard this. He's also a YouTuber. So the concept it's yeah. it's closer to Snapchat than it is of Instagram. You get your phone right, and unlike a Snapchat, where you know you film front-facing or, or, I mean, like, you know, back camera, front camera. Yeah. Put the camera to your, say, to your chest. And, and there's a, I mean, it's like a, it, it recognizes as soon as you touch something. So it has to be a surface. So as soon as you touch it, it captures either, uh, it captures actually a video front. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly what you see. It's not, and, and the whole point is that you don't like, you know. Yeah. You don't sort of uh, tactically picture something, or, or you or you selfie yourself. It's more like we're talking right now. Boom! As soon as you do that, it starts recording. Yeah. You hear like a click. It starts recording us. That's it. In the moment. In the it's very in the moment. So yeah. I think there's like layers, right? Beam is very very in the moment. Yeah. Snapchat in the moment, but you know with filters, geo filters, faces. There's a bit of augmentation there, and then Instagram is pure fabrication. That's like, yeah. That's like yeah, keep yeah. up with your with the Kim with the Kardashians, man. That's, <laughs> yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram definitely has its uh, its uh, its kind of like whole realm. Like do it for the gram. People <laughs> do it for the gram, gram buddy. <laughs> through like forty different pictures before like they put like it's it's funny. Everybody has like that standard for Instagram, right? Like they they there's there's like I mean maybe five percent of your followers are people who like put up like six pictures and they're like this is what I want to share. But like everybody yeah, else is like yeah like, yeah right. Like, I doesn't give a shit, you know like yeah. or because like, selfie like from from this angle yeah. Nobody takes like <laughs> nobody takes like selfie like weird selfies like I mean some people take like girls will take selfies and they'll put like lighting is key or something like and it's like they look flawless like flawless. it's like, yeah it's like it's not that's not a selfie that's like a really good picture kind of that's thing a, that's, a photo. Yeah. that's that's a photograph right there like, <laughs> yeah. yeah like that's DSLR like, Canon all right yeah <laughs> yeah like. It, I'm a too, I'm just saying. I'm not a yeah. hypocrite. Like I do this too. Yeah. I do. I mean, we all fix up our our pictures. Yeah. I think Instagram. I don't know if Instagram intended it to be like that in the beginning, though. Like um, being able know. to edit and upload. Yeah, I think they were honestly. I think they were going towards the Snapchat feel, but people just took it for what it is because it's more like a digital album. Yeah. Right? I, don't, I mean, I don't think they. Well, they still don't aim for you to be able to edit, right? Like it's a workaround. Like you have to actually fix it yourself and then put it, or you make an app. It has to be in your phone, right? Yeah. But it's still like they. You kind of do that with Snapchat though now with memories. Yeah, but like they 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 tell uh they, what's good is they say like it's a memory, right? Like they have like from and it's a white background with yeah. like a smaller version. So you can't cheat. You can't uh, cheat. Actually, I used to I used to uh use uh use like the the video apps. And like edit snaps and then put them up, and you okay. could put like you could create like a really cool story. And like one of my favorite photographers actually does that. Uh, and so like he'll have like these like video montages, and like each scene's connected to the next one. And like he'll have a song playing, and then like the song he'll tag it. Really, really, really cool stuff. Nice. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, from the apps, even we're just talking about Pokemon Go now. Uh, what a blow up, though. Like, that really got huge. Apparently, it's plateaued though, but. Plateaued, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, probably. I don't know. I'll give. It, I'll say like three bill. Three, three bill, right? Yeah, no, something insane. Insane. I, yeah. I don't know. If yeah. Bill, but yeah, it's 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 number one in the app store too. I mean, Snapchat oh, yeah. like a month ago that was big for Snapchat being number yeah. one in the app store. Yeah. But Pokemon, and, and it's such a it's such a cool story. It's pretty inspirational. I mean, because they saved Nintendo's ass. Let's just be very. No, clear. so Nintendo actually, um, like I've been reading uh, about it. Like, so yeah. Nintendo's stock actually like went up like crazy, right? Like when this yeah. came out, people went out like crazy, and so then like all these investors who were like the smart investors were like, okay, like this came out, I'm gonna put in a ton of money, and then these people are all these other people who are like fair weather investors are gonna be like. Oh, sick! Like it's going up now. I'll invest. So like they put all this money, blew it up. It's like arbitrage. I think it's what it's called. And then it like it's this high like amount, and then they just pull their money out. So that's like the tents just gone. And these fair weather investors who think they have like a good deal, boom, the value's gone because it's not actually owned by Nintendo. It's like a joint venture with yeah, like with like Nintech. Yeah, Nintech and like that that guy who created Google Earth. And so like that guy made a lot of money off of it. Right. But like Nintendo, they like their value kind of shot after that a bit. So like, I mean, it definitely did make them more relevant, but holy crap, that company is just like very lost so much like in an intellectual property that they're just like, 
doing nothing with. I know. It's weird how, how they just, I mean, they just took a hold. Like you see Sony, for example, even Microsoft with their Xbox, like that game. I mean, and, and the gaming industry hasn't, you know, it hasn't decreased. Or it's just gone bigger and bigger. It's every gotten year. way bigger. It's a huge industry right now. Yeah, it's no longer for like kids. Like it was like when I was a kid, it was like a kids thing. Now it's like Dude, there's like, like adults playing this, like gamers. Yeah, a UFC fighter, uh, <laughs> uh, Mighty Mouse for for UFC fans, mm. huge gamer on the side. Like you know, a fighter adult plays you know professional gaming. Like it's not it's not a small industry by any means. Yeah. So I, it's kind of odd, as you said. Like it's weird how they just didn't no they just didn't capitalize on this opportunity. It's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, they really missed it. I mean, but it happens, right? Like, that's why Sears, when <laughs> you went to Sears, right? Like, yeah. it happens. Nortel, so. Blackberry. I mean, a lot of big. Yeah, they get disrupted. Yeah, Blackberry, like, in 2001, like, was, like, the cool thing. Like, your parent had a Blackberry. It was like, oh, that's a cool parent. Like, now yeah. it's like, your parent has a Blackberry. It's like, how? what rock are you crawling out of? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah and it's, it's interesting, too. I mean, uh, when, when they sort of were, were undecided whether to go private, it was – I mean, I thought they would have went just private and dealt like their customer base would have been government corporation because of that whole safety aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why they just didn't take that route. And I mean, because oh, stay private. Yeah, stay private. Yeah. You know, if you I want to say, to the masses, like you, you have to provide a platform that's for the masses. With the applications with you yeah. just you can't have this. Like, they, I mean, they were like disrupted though, right? Like applications weren't a thing till like two thousand nine, right? So like. True. Blackberry, like what they, it was like, okay, this phone, it's secure and it's nice. And then you also have BBM, which is like a free way to chat. I think that was like what, 2007, 2009, like something like that. After it it died down. Yeah. And then like applications are like introduced to the world. And now it's like all of a sudden it's like, shit, like I need an app. I need an app. Like I, I used to have an app that, could measure my height uh, with a picture. Like, why the hell would I need an app for that? But I don't know. I just need an app. Yeah. Like, it, it just became like this big thing. And now, like, everything's in an application. Like, every, like... You have an app to meditate. Or, yeah. You know, like, sleep, like, sleep cycle. Yeah, you can shop right. in apps now. Like, an app can do everything. And, like, BlackBerry still doesn't even have, like, a really built application, kind of. Like, they, oh, they, they hired, like, Android developers to start building their apps. Like, it's just a mess. Like, they just really, yeah, yeah, I mean, and they just can't figure it out. And they have the BlackBerry Priv, which is, it's more attentive to the Android, because I think it's built, the software is, is the Android system. So, yeah. so I, that's probably more compatible with, with a lot of the other apps, but still, like, when you hold a BlackBerry and you're snapping, you just look like an idiot. Can uh, you snap in the, with a BlackBerry? Yeah? I, I don't even know if you can, you yeah. can I don't have a BlackBerry, man. Like, I'm, and I used no, to be no, a Samsung, no, no. Samsung user, right? So I'm not like a bandwagon yeah. Apple, Apple user. Uh, oh, I'm full-on bandwagon, like, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Recently, I have been. Like, I have a Mac right now, an iPhone. Yeah. I'm loving it, man. McDonald's, like, it's... I love, I love, <laughs> yeah, I know. I love being able to pay everything with my phone, like, yeah. like it's just simple. Um, I mean, honestly, like, my opinion on a MacBook is, like, I could never use a PC. Like, I hate PCs. Like, I love MacBooks. But honestly, like, if you go to, like, Future Shopper, or not, I mean, that doesn't exist. I mean, like, Best Buy. Best Buy yeah. Um, yeah, if you go to, like, Best Buy and you're, like, I need the first Mac I see and you get, like, the lowest, you're getting, like, a piece of, like, crap, man. Like, right. it's not a good laptop. Like, yeah. they don't sell it. Like, the lowest edition, you pay, like, 100 more and, like, you get, like, a significantly better laptop. Like, it's actually crazy and people will just do it. And, like, it's, like, a, it's a dud and you're paying, like, 1300 for a real dud of a laptop. And, like, I'm a big Apple fanboy, but, like, I would never buy, like, the first edition like first of, edition. A, of a macbook or anything yeah, it's, not, it's not a good computer it's like right. that's that's like a 300 dollars like hp computer but it's just in fancy packaging that's like I, I mean i'm an apple fanboy but like i'm a realist about it i guess and it's like it's a piece of crap that, that like that laptop i was actually having a discussion with my cousin about this uh he called and he like i think he's transitioning from high school obviously to university first year and he was asking me, he's like, George, what laptop should I get? You know, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm in business, but and I, I'm trying to think, you know, because in university, I didn't have a Mac. I yeah. used a Samsung. Like, you know, it was good, but halfway, I started having viruses and all yeah. that. And I was in finance, right? So, you know, we use Excel uh, a lot of a the time. A lot, right? So, so you need something compatible with that. Not that the Mac isn't. It's just not as user-friendly as... Macros, macros do not work well in the Macs. They just don't. They lag. It's weird. You know, it's even so if I mean, it's just for some reason the Excel on, on on Mac is just not as 
Yeah, it's, it's like an older version of compared to uh, the like the the Microsoft updates the the Windows one a lot more frequently. Exactly. Than the Mac one, so yeah, there's a lot of upgrades, and I mean, your only other bet is like Google Sheets, which is it's really good. It's it's just not you know, again like the, the scripting of it. You know, it's not the same the same type of code as Visual Basics that you would use on Excel. Yeah. Excel's like really deep, like really deep. Right? It's actually like so deep. Excel's very cool to use. Like once you start learning Excel, like that's yeah. definitely a thing you should learn. Excel. Oh, if you're really in high fun. school right now, or even university, you should learn yeah. Excel. You know, yeah. it's for like even for personal reasons, like like budgeting, yeah, you know, scheduling, all that. It just you do everything so many, in Excel. So many applications. Just like automation in Excel is just really cool. Like you can build your whole life out like in Excel, <laughs> and like just like a family tree. Yeah, honestly, like it's really, really cool. My my cousin was actually asking me about uh, like or talking to me about laptops recently. Like she was just visiting and she's like, uh, she's like, yeah, uh, I just got a new uh, Mac. I was like, what? You got a new Mac? Like, what? what are you like, and she's like, she's like, uh, she's like finishing like grade twelve, I think. And like, I'm like, why? You're on your second Mac? Like, why did you? She, when did you get your first one? She's like grade nine. I was like, for high school, like. What, what I was playing you, marbles in high school, man. Yeah, what do you do in high school on a Mac? Like, it's <laughs> not like, a Game Boy. That's that's as far as tech. You're on Facebook. Like, that's <laughs> what you're doing on a Mac in high school. Like, you're you're there's nothing you need a Mac for in high school. It's true, because you're not editing. I mean, a lot of the benefits from the Mac come from all their other programs, right? Like yeah. the iMovie, the uh, the GarageBand, all those other. Uh, I think yeah, games. for create creative suites, like Mac is like the go-to. Like mm-hmm. I would never use. Now I would never touch a Windows laptop on like, <laughs> yeah. Photoshop like ever again. Nah. Like it's just it's too clunky. Like Mac is just so smooth when it comes to creative stuff. Mm-hmm. But like everything is linked. I mean, it, and yeah. thing, as you said, if you have like your iPhone, if you have an iPad, Mac, everything is intertwined. Yeah, right? you can like message on your like on your Mac, like everything. So yeah, everything's connected and it's perfect and it's just like smooth. And also like Macs don't die. Like uh, my Mac's like <laughs> four years old. Like it's still chugging along. Like, I don't know. I have no issues. Like they, I don't know. They don't die, which is great. Like Windows, yeah. P, like I had a Windows computer in high school. It died in like two years. So yeah, it's uh, I mean, I had a, I had a Toshiba once and you know, for some reason, all immigrants love Toshiba. I, I don't know what, what, <laughs> What that emotional connection is, but my, as soon yeah. as we got to Best Buy, my dad's like, "You are getting a, a Toshiba." I don't care. <laughs> and my dad's not like, he's not really a techie guy. Like, I, George, a Toshiba. I will pay for it. It is just a Toshiba. And I'm like, Dad, it's your like, only option. <laughs> why? Like, yeah. you know, why can't I consider just a Samsung? And you think like far parents, you know, because they're very uh, like cost effective. You know, yeah. My dad like compared every single thing. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's just get it. Second year just dies on me in the middle of class. I was in managerial yeah. accounting. I was, you know, taking notes. It's probably my, my worst class too. It's a very tough one for me. Yeah. I'm taking notes, just shuts down, shuts down. So then I got a Samsung. Samsung was good for even like two, two and a half years. Again, viruses. That's where I was like, as soon as I made moved to Toronto, actually, before I started work, I'm like, you know what? Mac it is. And yeah. I'm serious. Not a testimony or anything that I'm not commissioned by Apple at all. So but you know, it's just it's it's a wonderful, wonderful PC, and, and the software iOS is just amazing. So yeah, I love it. I I I can never not have a Mac to be honest. Like <laughs> it's just so great. You you look more legit too. You know, yeah. like you can tell. I mean, in university, as soon as someone busts out a Mac, it's like okay, you know, this this is a legit laptop. Like. I'm I think I'm I'm among uh, those rare shitheads who uh, covered his <laughs> Mac in stickers. Did you? Uh, yeah, so it kind of delegitimizes the the whole Mac, but I mean, it makes me, it makes me look like I'm more creative than I am. So yeah, I'd have a tough time with that, man. If I had stickers on my laptop, because people assume I'm like 30 years old, it might be so. Yeah, because you know I'm in a suit sitting in class with stickers on my Mac. I don't. I don't would, yeah, people assume I'm 16, so I'm fine. <laughs> I get away with it. It, it, it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's easier for me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I uh, I remember putting them on in like first year and being like. I'll never regret this, and if I do, suck it up. And like, I still don't, yeah. to be honest. But like, it, it does. It definitely looks uh, a little weird. Uh, but and I've never, I haven't had any complaints. <laughs> yeah. A quick shout out, by the way, it's off topic, but Paul Nadeau, the, uh, the a good friend of mine now, actually, uh, who I did my first podcast with, just said, you know, he commented on this video, said, "Very good job." So shout out to Paul Nadeau. Hi, Paul. If you haven't, first episode of Let's Grab Coffee. Just a phenomenal dude and a good friend. So thanks, Paul. Anyways, um, yeah, so a lot, you know, we talked about a lot of things. I want to end off with one thing, though. So what's advice you'd give to, like, a first-year, you know, first-year student, how to be successful? You know, I know we went to Telfer School of Management, shout-out, good mm-hmm. school. 
but you know anybody else just university high school what does it take nowadays for, for us millennials you know to succeed and, and to do well in that in that realm i would say um in university once you get into university into your program uh try everything your program has to offer at least once like just everything like uh any like networking event any uh like uh, I don't know, extra help event, any um, club event, like anything like that, just try it once. If you go to a club event, you don't like it, don't go again. Like whatever, you've tried it <laughs> once. Um, try like international programs, international exchange get-togethers, uh, learn, like meet these people, um, try anything, right? Like just open, be open if right. you, once you come to university. Don't don't be like everybody who like had, I, I speak who, who had like the most regrets of university uh, had their kind of like, they're like, I, I came home, uh, I, I went to school, went home, like didn't do anything like that. That's the, that's where like people had the most regrets. And like it, some people don't have regrets. Obviously some people are like, that's just me. Like don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Uh, but like the, you just be open, be open to everything. Sure. And you know, I mean, that's great advice. And I, just, just a couple of things to add is, you know, be resourceful, right? You have your oh, career absolutely. centers. Uh, and if, you know, say you need help writing a resume, go to a career council. I mean, it's there for you, right? I mean, they're getting paid to help students. So uh, take the initiative, even if it's not there sometimes, take it, you know, attend uh, all the all the types of, of sessions that they have. I mean, honestly, as a side, that's how I met uh, Julie Kumo, who I did my second episode of my podcast. I met her during a session in university. Yeah, I, just, I kept that that network strong until I leveraged it later on in life. So even stuff like that, you never know what you're going to end up using it with. Networking events, uh, you were part of, you know, we both were a lot, part of a lot of clubs, uh, any types of clubs that, that you're interested in, join, you know, mm-hmm. be an active member because the more, the more, the more, I mean, focused and busy you are productively though, the better you'll do uh, in classes. You'll find them just so easy, right? It's mm-hmm. like in finance classes, but you're actually managing the finances of a club it just it comes to you much more easy, um, and so I'd say that you know competitions, great resume booster. Do I mean competitions? Yeah, are a resume booster, but like honestly, like holy crap, man! Doing a competition in school is just like the Stop. best. Like yeah, yeah. Just the, like the practice and like the competition, like getting there and like the people, like all the people in those clubs are like just amazing like it's really like the it's really fun really yeah like i mean i guess i wouldn't want to i don't want to personally like recommend like any specific club i guess because it's like i want to be like every club give every club a chance but like do like do competitions like any school every school has like a jdc or jdcc like do do those clubs like those are those are really fun and anything in your program right like if you're in finance you know uh, the ramen international trading competition all right Phenomenal, and, and Ottawa is part of it now. Yeah, that's just a great. I mean, when I went there, you know, I was I met so many, so many smart people. I mean, yeah, and it's from different universities, right? Like you have people from MIT, from uh, universities in Hong Kong and Thailand, just f- phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. people, students, and it's just inspiring to be in that space. You're like, wow, I'm actually here with these types of students. It's it's cool. I mean, you go back to school and you're just more pumped. Yeah. Um, and one thing you mentioned is, you know, don't. I mean you're going to make this experience what you want, right? So if, if you're going to sit in the corner and not talk to anybody, not pe- meet people, not leverage the resources, not make the opportunities, you're not going to get out of university a lot of from what it offers, right? If you just, because it's a mindset too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can talk about this, but it's like, if it's just a piece of paper to you at the end, and that's really all you're getting, it, that's not the valuable though. The val- I mean, what, what's, what's valuable about university is the experiences, the four years, the yeah. friendships you make, the networks you create, the opportunities uh, you know you capitalize on, whether it's competitions, clubs, coursework, whatever it is, just that—that's that's what you take with you in in the next phase of life, which is work. Yeah, you need to you need to definitely have like that whole con- like comprehensive like experience of like every aspect you want to have like a good university experience. Because I mean, like it's like four years, like you never really get back. I know some people do like a degree again, but like it's like four years you never get to experience again, right? In a way, and like. It, it, it's it's you got to make the most of it. You definitely have to make the most of it. True, man. True. Uh, before we get off, I'm just gonna give a shout out to my friend Said Alame. I said this in English. I'm, I just don't want to say it in Arabic because then you know. Uh, but the name is usually different. Like my name is George Khalif. All my Canadian friends, it's, it's Khalife in Arabic. But anyways, yeah, I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's how I say it. Yeah, my yeah. man. A huge, huge shout out to him. He said, you know, you make all loves proud. Much love, man. Thank you very much for watching and commenting on this. You know, I respect that. 
Thanks a lot, Dario. This was hey. a cool talk, man. You know, yeah. this was the first of its kind too. So thanks for coming on and giving this a, a shot. And it was cool catching up. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, <laughs> if I if I can like give a like a next on the list, I want to see on these. Okay. I want to see like Tyson. You got to get Beneath on here. That'd be really Beneath. cool. Um, yeah. You should you should try to get Adrian from Canvas Pop. I think he'd be really cool on this. Okay. Uh, but like, yeah, more people on here would be cool too. Oh, man, I'm gonna do the best I can. I'm gonna, I'm planning to have a lot of my good friends on here, again having these cool, informal yet productive chats, and hopefully any everybody who was watching this found this valuable. Thanks again, my man, and uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks for having me. Cheers, bro. See you later.